You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's discuss with an icon from the city of New Orleans, just like yourself, Bobby Hebert, former Saints quarterback, popular talk show host, WWL Radio in the Big Easy. Bobby, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, hopefully this cold weather will go away next week. It's to be in South Louisiana, this is way too cold for us. It's very cold. How you doing, bro? Good to hear from you. I remember the last time we talked, I think the Saints was playing against Miami. Correct me if I'm wrong. And you asked a question after they were on this losing streak. You say, Cordell, can they get it done? And I said, well, you know, it, it depends on how many breaks we can have, right? Everybody laughed. You induced. And guess what? They went on like a four or five game winning streak. You know, I'll say I was wrong and you were right. So go ahead on and start bragging right now if you like, because right now the Saints is playing some of the best football, particularly on defense and also in a different way. They're doing it with the running game with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Well, the, the thing is, uh, I think it's wide open, to be truly honest, Cordell. I think the Falcons can go to Los Angeles and win. And the reason why I bring that up, you look at the top three seeds in the NFC, uh, they're playing quarterbacks that have previously struggled uh, for Jeff Fisher. So, so think about that, who they counting on. With <laughs> Jared Goff and then how hard that is to, to get your career started in the NFL and to be outstanding uh, as a rookie. Then you look at Case Keenum. Uh, he was part of that Rams team, and Nick Foles. So that's why, to me, it's wide open. You look at Cam Newton was an MVP. Matt Ryan was an MVP. Drew Brees, a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a Super Bowl winner. So it'd be interesting to see what's going to happen because uh, when you look on the back end, uh, I mean, I, I, I could see a scenario – and now, now wouldn't this, this like a movie, wouldn't this be crazy, Cordell, if this would happen? The Saints beat the Panthers. The Falcons beat the Rams. Now, all of a sudden, I, I like the Falcons' chance going up to Philadelphia. Now, I think it'd be an upset if the Saints would beat Minnesota Minnesota. But guess what? Then the NFC Championship would be in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. No, oh, that thing would be crazy, Bobby. It would be, it would, it would be <laughs> it pandemonium, would be, bro. It would be like a, like a movie, and you can tell Saints fans today, if that would ever occur, they would say, well, I don't even want to go that far if we lose to the Falcons in y'all for them to go to Minneapolis in the Super Bowl. Crazy. The world would come unglued. Bobby Hebert is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Bobby, let's go back to prior to the start of the regular season, covering the Saints and training camp and the preseason. How long did it take to get a sense Alvin Kamara could be a special running back in his rookie season? Well, uh, I knew that Sean Payton uh, was going to know how to utilize him. And what I mean by that, uh, he kind of put the blueprint out there. And, you know, copycat lead, how you utilize uh, running backs. You look at the Panthers going to get Christian McCaffrey. You look at a one-two punch uh, with Coleman and the Falcons. But really, it all started back in 06 when uh, they got Reggie Bush. And then it was Reggie Bush plus when they added Darren Sproles. And then so then you got the trifecta and now an Alvin Kamara. So the one thing you're going to see uh, with Drew, and right now they are hurting at the tight end position. They're not uh, exploiting defenses. You know, when you look back when they had Jeremy Shockey, uh, they had Jimmy Graham, and even Benjamin Watson. Well, that's something that's hindering Drew uh, right now. Uh, but I say he's hindering, but then you look at the Saints offense, it's ridiculous. Do you know since 2006 
that 50% of the time in a dozen seasons they finished number one, and they've either been number one or number two nine out of 12 seasons. So you say you get kind of spoiled as a Saints fan because, you know, oh, Drew had an off year uh, when he threw for over 4,300 yards. He's the most accurate quarterback. He breaks his own records for accuracy. And then the point being is that where the Saints are at right now, and how Drew's still going to spread it around, how they utilize the backs in the passing game. You see it, 8, 9, 10, 11 different receivers. Now it's more 6 to 8. But even though you have Michael Thomas, you're still going to see, uh, let's say, out of the top four receivers, uh, as far as receptions in the game, uh, the two of them are going to be the running back, both Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Bobby, when you look at you know how quietly this team has been able to produce, and I say quietly because – you know, sometimes you have a tendency to compartmentalize what you choose to see as far as how this offense is actually producing. They're doing it differently. It's not Drew Brees by himself. It's the running game. But on the defensive side of the football, Cameron Jordan has truly been playing good football all year. He's got an opportunity to be selected to first team as a first-team All-Pro. Uh, he has 13 sacks, which is m- most that he's had throughout his entire career. Give me your take on how impactful he's been when it comes down to the push with the front four of that defense. Listen, Cam Jordan uh, is a flat-out stud. I mean, there's no way else you could describe it. I don't think he gets enough perspective. Cam Jordan was playing in New York or L.A. or if he was with the, the Dallas Cowgirls, he gets so much recognition, <laughs> it would be ridiculous. I heard but that. When I look at when you heard that Cowgirls. Huh? <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> I, I always, always think that's a great day for Saints fans. Uh, when uh, if the Saints can't win, at least Dallas loses. So, but, but that's another topic. But looking at Cam Jordan, you, you know what's amazing between him and Drew Brees is their reliability. They never hurt. Right. Look at the consecutive games. Cam Jordan plays every snap, and he doesn't miss a game. Coach Payton says he's really a freak of nature. Whether it's, it's the, uh, the six snaps of the game, whether it's the 48 snap or the 68 snap, the motor's still going. He plays at an intensity, game in and game out. And so, to, first of all, to be accountable, you have to be uh, reliable, and, and, and he's, he's always there. Now, uh, if you look at it, I'm a big fan of pro football focus because uh, I like analytics and how you break things down. And they, uh, this year, if you look, can you be not just a specialist, like rush the pass or how you play against the run? I'm telling you, first, second, third down, Cam Jordan, is, 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 he's in a conversation to be the best. If you look at the overall grade, I think only Von Miller, if I can recall this from Pro Football Focus this season, has a better grade than uh, Cam Jordan. So I take the approach, how could Cam Jordan not be not just a pro bowler, but all pro, but he is truly at that level. Now, uh, you know, he can't use it, he, uh, injuries as an excuse but I think he was even better when Alex Okafor, who they got from the Cardinals, was playing opposite defensive end, and he's out for the season. And then also they lost their quarterback in the defense. And Manti Teo's been playing good. I think he could get exploited in pass coverage. But when you look at A.J. Klein, with him being out now for the year, that would have been like almost uh, when they had a playoff run or a Bowl run not having Jonathan Zelma in the middle. Because he truly, so even though they're piecemealing, putting things together on the defense, and we always said the Saints are always going to have a top five offense. Can the defense get to the middle of the pack? Well, right now they are at middle of the pack. But another area I was just thinking about this is that the Saints offensive line 
has been outstanding, and they haven't really played two or three games in a row. They've had injuries, uh, and I truly believe this, and I don't think this is just home cooking. If you talk about their starters, if they could have Teron Armstead at left tackle, and they, they have Andrew Speed at a left guard, Max Unger, who I, I think is one of the top centers, and he, we got the bad end of that deal with uh, Jimmy Graham from the Seahawks, Max Unger, and then you got Larry Wolford, so the guy from the line is free and say right guard. And Ryan Ramchick, the, the rookie from Wisconsin, right tackle. The Saints have a top two, three offensive line in the league simply because how they can pass block and run block. I mean, you look, Drew Brees has always been the least sack quarterback uh, the last 12 years. I want to say this year he's like second. He's like been sacked 20 times. But it, it's amazing. Uh, and then on the plus side in the turnover margin, plus seven, it could be uh, a magical season. I still don't know if I uh, trust the defense. Uh, the, the one thing they've not been able to uh, really uh, stop the run as far as average, you know, giving up like four and a half yards uh, run. And, you know, Carolina is going to try and run the ball on the Coach Rivera and play style defense. So that's going to be interesting how that's going to unfold. But you look at Carolina, how they were able to play against the run to me, this is the two most impressive games this year the Saints played is how they whooped Carolina. And Carolina got some studs on defense, but they, the Saints in week three ran for 149 yards. In week 13, they ran for 148. And you're going to do that against the third-best rushing defense, where they will only give it up 88 yards a game. So, you know, you look at all the numbers and all, the Saints are better than Carolina. And you might say, well, it's hard to beat a team three times in one year. Well, if you look back since 1970, they've had 20 games that uh, to beat a team three times in one year, and it's been done 13 out of 20. So that's more than half. So when teams say, oh, yeah, you know, you hear, oh, but it's hard to beat a team three times in one year. Well, no, uh, 13 out of the last 20 games when you had a chance to beat a team three times since 1970, it has occurred. I want to say it was like 2007 it was the last time that uh, I want to say – Dallas beat uh, the New York Giants twice in uh, in the season, and they lost to the Giants in the playoffs in his uh, division round. Bobby, always a distinct pleasure to talk Saint football with you. Enjoy the game Sunday. Hope to see you in person at the Super Bowl in Minnesota. All right, uh, yeah, we well, go through those walkways. Doesn't matter how cold it is, right? Because you know who, who wants to hang out in the cold for the Super Bowl, but we'll have a good time. We're not going outside, Bobby. See you. We'll see you inside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, just a party during the week. So, yeah. So, so, so hope to see you in Cornell, uh, you know, the, up there, and uh, y'all have a good time. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.